With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with a midweek edition of the podcast Southern Fried Soccer. If you don't know me, I cover Atlanta United for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, obviously. I have since uh, before the franchise's inception. Uh, A couple of bits of news this week that I wanted to share my thoughts with. The first is the adductor injury to Darlington Nagby. Uh, And the second is the acquisition of Eric Remedy. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's an Argentinian midfielder, but I hope to learn the correct pronunciation soon. Uh, first, Nagby's injury is an adductor. I had originally written abductor, uh, but I corrected that, so I apologize for that. I had never heard of an adductor uh, injury. Um, so Nagby, acquired from Portland in a trade last December. He was the top target within MLS for Atlanta United. I'm not sure he was a a target that Atlanta United had sought out, but once they found out that Nagby had asked Portland's front office to consider trading him, he became their their number one target. Has played extremely well this season. He was the he led the team in minutes. Um, he was a fantastic bridge between defense to offense. He didn't have a lot of stats. He only had three assists, and the only goal that he scored was called back uh, because of interference with a goalkeeper uh, uh, by Joseph Martinez uh, way back earlier this season. But his ability to get out of tight spaces, to spring passes, to get guys into the channels, to, to start counterattacks has been invaluable to the team. He's a much different player than Carlos Carmona, probably not as tough defensively, but as some of his teammates have said, his defense has improved vastly from the beginning of the season. Uh, that really wasn't something he was expected to do, uh, I think, with the intensity and duration in Portland that he has with Atlanta United. So he has gone for at least two to three months. Uh, adductors can be, from my research, kind of tricky things. Uh, a lot of rest uh, and then a lot of rehab to strengthen it back up again. It's an, obviously an important muscle in the thigh. Um, so, you know, here's wishing Nagby uh, a speedy recovery. So how will Atlanta United fill that role? Well, before manager Gerardo Martino knew the diagnosis of Nagby, he had mentioned Kevin Kratz, uh, who's played a lot in the middle, usually off the bench as a sub. Or Julian Gressel, who slid over into the middle from the right midfielder role when Nagby left Sunday's 1-1 draw with Portland. Either of those guys could step in and play that role in place of Nag, or yeah, in place of Nagby. Uh, there's a couple of other 
possibilities that, that I'm going to throw out. This isn't based upon anything anyone's told me. It's just stuff that I've been thinking about that I think might be an interesting experiment for the team. Um, number one would be try Barco there. He's He played more as a central midfielder uh, for his team in Argentina before he arrived at Atlanta United. His defense obviously still needs a lot of work, but he is very, very good in tight spaces, as is Nagby, can pick out a pass, as can Nagby. I'd be curious to see if that's something that Martino is at least thinking about. Um, it might get Barco going a little bit. It would definitely get him more of the ball than he's seeing right now, uh, where he plays mostly either as a striker in the 3-5-2 or on the left in the 4-3-3. Um, so I think that would be a pretty interesting experiment. Again, I don't know if Martino is thinking that. The other is to let Almiron drop a little bit further back. Let him get on the ball more. He's obviously very good in tight spaces, and he's so fast, he might might not even need to make that pass. He might just be able to get going, and suddenly Atlanta United has a lot of numbers going forward. I'm assuming that most of y'all would like to see Andrew Carlton tried out in that role. I'm not sure he would quite be ready for that. I think eventually he could succeed, especially on the offense, but the defense, I just don't know enough about his playing minutes with Atlanta United 2 to know. So if I had to guess you're going to see Kratz and Gressel I'll be curious maybe later in games to try Barco back there just to see what he can do uh, again because I think he would have more of the ball and could influence the game a little bit more um, so then the other topic is Atlanta United in their history of my uh, experience covering them whenever they have some bad news like Nagby there's always some good news coming down the pipe uh, and the good news, I guess, for supporters last night was the signing of uh, Eric Remedy uh, from Banfield in Argentina, 23-year-old midfielder, considered more of a defensive holding midfielder like Jeff Lernowitz, I think, than the Nagby role. Um, I don't think he's going to step in and start immediately. I don't think he's going to be in the 18 immediately. I think you'll probably see him at the twos, kind of working his way into the system and learning a little bit more about it before you'll see him start. His first game would be his first potential game would be uh, I think it's July fifteenth against Seattle because he can't actually play for Atlanta United until the transfer window opens. I believe he can train with them, but he can't actually play. Um, he's not the tallest cat. He's five five. I think Atlanta United listed him at five six. You'll often find that rosters kind of uh, tend to make shorter guys taller. Sometimes taller guys shorter. Uh, in my experience, particularly with American football. Um, I've watched some of his highlights. He's a fantastic uh, long passer, it appears. He he looks like he's a solid tackler. Now it's just going to be a matter of learning uh, his teammates, learning Martino's system, and developing some chemistry. He falls into the mold of other Atlanta United supporters, or I'm sorry, signings from South America who are playing in South America, such as Miguel Almiron, Obviously, Barco, Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, Hector Villaba, Jose Hernandez, Franco Escobar. Guys they can bring in who have potential and resale value for what they've acquired them. Now, they said they bought Remedy with allocation money. So that means, in my opinion, that his salary was or his acquisition fee was likely going to be more than $1.5 million, which is the minimum threshold for a designated player. So they were able to buy him down because they don't have a designated player slot right now. Those of you who keep saying they could buy down uh, Joseph Martinez, they can't actually do that. 
So their slots for DPs are full with Almiron, Martinez, and Barco. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the, the seven international slots that Atlanta United has filled already, which is their maximum because they traded two of them away. If you're going to see a green card announcement soon on a player, I do think a couple of players were working on it in the preseason, including Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, who obviously is from Argentina. So I think you're going to see an announcement on that soon, which would open up an international slot for Remedy. The team would still have to open up a roster slot because they are full right now at 30. So that means that they're likely going to loan somebody to Atlanta United 2 for the remainder of the season. My guess is it's going to be John Gallagher, their first-round pick in the Super Draft. I say that because they've already sent uh, four players out on loan, three to Atlanta United, two, one to, or two, and two to Charleston. Um, so I'm sorry, two to Atlanta United, two, two to Charleston. Uh, Wild and Aconquo have gone to Charleston. Shannon and Hernandez have gone to Atlanta United, two. I think you'll probably see Gallagher go for the rest of the season, which would open up one of the 30-man slots that Atlanta United, two, has available. Um, so anyway, that's my thoughts on the two bits of news this week. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. I hope you're having a good week. Uh, Atlanta United, of course, will host Orlando on Saturday. It's one of the games in which they open up the whole stadium. So I assume they're going to expect to get close to breaking their record of 72,000 that they set earlier this season. I think it was 72,045, something like that. Uh, but anyway... Follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll subscribe to the paper. And I hope you've enjoyed this Southern Fried Soccer podcast. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.